Morning, January 20th, 2023. Evan Peters, he played Jeffrey Dahmer on the Netflix story. He's 36 years old today. Rain Wilson, he's best known for his role as Dwight Schrute from The Office. Once I'm officially regional manager, my first order of business will be to demote Jim Halpert. He is 57 years old. Astronaut Buzz Aldrin is 93. The United States celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a national holiday for the first time. That was back in 1986. Four years ago today, the Patriots beat the Kansas City Chiefs in one of the wildest AFC championship games in NFL history. To Burkett. Burkett to the end zone. Hello, Super Bowl. New England is heading back again for the third straight year. Pats win in overtime. They'd end up losing that Super Bowl, though, with the Philly special to the Eagles. Three years ago, China confirmed the first human-to-human transmission of the new coronavirus. And we are now halfway through Joe Biden's up in the northern part of the state. Going to be getting a lot of snow, I guess, up there. Not so much down here. We'll get the full forecast coming up in a little bit with Nick Morganelli here at Fun 107. Time. Time to spill the tea on today's celeb gossip and Hollywood buzz. Here's Maddie's entertainment update. On the Michael and Maddie Show. On the Michael and Maddie Show. Alec Baldwin will be prosecuted for the fatal shooting of Helena Hutchins on the Rust movie set. Prosecutors in Santa Fe County, New Mexico, made the announcement yesterday morning that Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter. The film's head armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, also charged with involuntary manslaughter. Both face a maximum of five years in prison if convicted. The Santa Fe District Attorney said Alec Baldwin is being charged as both an actor and a producer on the movie. She says he pulled the trigger as the actor and had a duty to make sure the set was safe as a producer. The DA says Alec definitely pulled the trigger despite what he says because she trusts the FBI's analysis. And she says one of the reasons the investigation took so long was because prosecutors were waiting to see what the FBI concluded about the gun. Alec Baldwin's attorney released a statement saying that the decision distorts Hutchinson's tragic death and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked, who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges and we will win. The assistant director, Dave Halls, has agreed to a plea deal for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. He will get a suspended sentence and six months probation. No charges will be filed in connection with the non-fatal shooting of director Joel Souza, who was hit in the shoulder by the same bullet that killed Helena. Crazy, crazy developments coming out of this whole saga yesterday. Um, But I guess Helena's widower, Matthew Hutchins, he actually settled with Baldwin and the production and actually became an executive producer on the film. Really? In announcing the charges, the special prosecutor, Andrea Reeb, who was appointed by the DA, said the evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety on the set. In New Mexico, there's no room for film sets that don't take our commitment to gun safety seriously. She said if any one of these three people, Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, or David Halls, had done their job, Helena Hutchins would be alive today. It's that simple. True. That's that's intense. Alec has a 
all along denied any wrongdoing, uh, insisting he did was all he did was follow instructions during rehearsal. He's also repeatedly said that he didn't fire the gun, but I guess FBI analysis clearly shows it was fired. The whole thing's a mess. The ultimate they ultimately settled. Um, I mean, Alex also sued four of the crew members. So the, like it's just going back and forth. It's just wild. Do you think he'll go to jail for the five years? Well, he's going to go to court now, and yeah. they're going to fight it tooth and nail. I I don't see him going to jail for five years. Hmm. I don't see them. I don't see them getting a verdict on him. I don't think so. I didn't even think they were going to get no just get charged like this. I, I agree. Well, I think that they kind of have him backed up into a corner a little more than I thought because he is technically a producer. Again, though. If you even, let's say you are, you're the producer, you're the, you're the guy, you hire the armor person for this exact reason. This, you have one job Yep. because I'm not an expert in guns. You are, you are handling this. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, don't get they, it. they, they see, they see some reason to charge him. So, yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I know the law. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they see something there, but. Uh, stay tuned to see if he actually does any jail time. Pete Davidson and Snoop Dogg are going head-to-head. The comedian and the rapper have officially been named team captains of the 2023 Pro Bowl. <laughs> Set to air over two days in February ahead of the Super Bowl on February 12th, Davidson will be the NFC captain joining Eli Manning, while Snoop Dogg will lead the AFC with Peyton Manning as the head coach. He said, I'm coming back to the NFL field, but this time, instead of performing, I'm going head-to-head with Pete and competing for the title. He said, the competition is going to go off, but we all know that Peyton and our squad are going to do some big things. Davidson explains that he's taking part in the annual sporting event with family in mind. He said, I'm doing this to impress my Uncle Mike. (laughs) 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 The 2023 Pro Bowl games will begin airing live on Thursday, February 2nd, when players voted to the Pro Bowl will compete in eight epic skills challenges. So it's not a game. It will be, but that's not what you're saying. It's like a side little Okay, interesting. That's kind of, I've never watched it before. It's an opportunity for players to get hurt. Honestly, like the Patriots have you lost. Sound salty. Well, no, honestly, there was a, a Patriots player that that his career was ended with something like that, and so I'm I'm always a little bit salty about. Yeah, that. you look, you look extra salty yeah. about this, and I just think like TV and like media people are. I feel like as of late, they're just like, okay, how do we get Pete Davidson involved? How do in, we get people to any, watch the Pro in Bowl? any aspect? 100%. It's so weird. It's so weird. Something a little weirder, though, is Drake. Uh, he's done with secrets, apparently, even those that happen behind closed doors, bathroom doors, if you will. <laughs> he posted a promise on his Instagram story yesterday that he would start being truthful during the new year before sharing a mini statement about public and private restrooms. He said, I'm going to start using 2023 to tell you my truths. I have seen more staff and private bathrooms than anybody ever. Whenever you are waiting in line to use a bathroom, just know there's an amazing, clean, private room that they refuse to show you. (laughs) While it's unclear exactly what prompted him to share his love-hate relationship with restrooms, he's also been using social media to tease his upcoming Apollo Theater shows this weekend as a trip down memory lane, perhaps to the days when Drake wasn't seeing as many private bathrooms. Hmm. Very odd declaration to add but now that makes me salty i'm like wait i'm waiting in line you're telling me there's a private bathroom somewhere i don't know about what about here at a show 
Like, in, I, in general, well, in general, of course there is. Like, but what should, Drake should do is open up backstage so everybody can go use the private bathroom. Make well, it- I, I don't think he's just saying shows. I think he's saying in general. Anywhere, yeah. like here, there could be. Is there a private? Michael, are you hiding out? Are you are you holding out on a? Private there is bathroom? one off of my office. Oh, there is. interesting. Yeah, you son of a. Gun. <laughs> More entertainment news on the Fun 107 app. Been in the car. Been Michael and Maddie, and we are expecting to see some clouds today. Some light rain followed by a mix of rain and snow later this afternoon. Says Nick and highs up uh, right where we are right about now at 40. It's going to get colder as the day goes on for the weekend. Saturday sun and clouds. Sunday. Clouds and highs up in the 40s for both days. The South Coast is back at the movies. Now, it's Kevin Carr's movie review on The Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. The first movie I want to talk about is a new thriller in theaters, and that is called Missing. You need to let the police handle this. I tried. I'm not giving up on my mom. Call June. Mom, this is FaceTime. Oh, gosh. I need you to write a couple of things down. The car keys. I just said write it down. You're not writing it down. This isn't a sequel to 2018's movie Searching, but it's told with the same type of deal, and it's done, I think, by the same people. Searching was the one with John Cho trying to find his daughter, and like that one, this is about a girl trying to find her mother who's disappeared when she was on vacation with her boyfriend, and it's all told on a computer screen with like FaceTime images and web searches and webcams and Google searches and emails. And I mean, it's more dynamic than it sounds. And it's really what that is, is that's an offshoot of the found footage genre, but it's not overdone like found footage. So it's a little bit more fresh, but it's all basically told from the girl's computer screen. And it's her trying to track down her mother. And you know, what's funny about it is for a 90 minute movie, you would think that would get pretty dry and boring after a while, but they, they, they play around with the imagery and they play around with the, the editing and pacing well enough that it actually flows as a story and it, and it tells your, your basic junior detective piece. And I mean, it gets a little clunky, especially during the climax with everything's got to have a camera set up somewhere. But you know, this is what's so funny is this is the third weekend in January that we've basically had a cheapo genre film that usually stinks in January, but is actually pretty good. In fact, it's better than it has any business being. I mean, this isn't a great movie, but kind of like Megan or Plain, it's exciting and and it, and it moves along and it has enough twists and turns to keep it fresh and interesting. And it's a little predictable at times, but I, I, I was like impressed third week in a row in 2023. I'm impressed by sort of what would otherwise be garbage films at this time. Okay. So missing, does it rock or not? I'm going to have to say missing kind of rocks. And we get another one out there this weekend. The next one I want to talk about is a holdover from award season. And that is the sun. Nicholas hasn't been to school in almost a month. I've tried to be there for you. I've tried to give you strength. What's going on? Are you on drugs? You think you can just live your life doing whatever you feel like? I don't know what's happening to me. This had a very limited release last year and enough to qualify for awards. And Hugh Jackman was actually nominated for a Golden Globe for this one. Uh, but it's now opening wide. And it's directed by the same guy who did the movie The Father, which Anthony Hopkins won an Academy Award for. It's based on a play. And it's the story of Hugh Jackman. Uh, he's living with his new wife and their infant son and his teenage son from a previous marriage with uh, a character played by Laura Dern. 
is such a problem at that home that she that he wants to go live with his father and it's it, it's him trying to suddenly kind of jump into being a parent of a kid in his teens and the kids having some mental health issues and ultimately this is meant to be a spotlight on mental issues and to destigmatize them which should be happening i mean mental health does need a destigmatization going on which is happening in the world today but the problem with this one is this is less about mental health than it is just about awful parenting there's so many bad things that these people do. And I mean, I'm not talking about like in the movie, Megan, I talked to, I mentioned earlier uh, that when you had a character who kind of was thrown into being a parent and who never really prepared or wanted to be, this is one about a guy who just abandons his kid. And, and uh, the, the mother is so terrible. And as a parent that she doesn't have any, she comes to him when it's finally over the top. And, and Hugh uh, Jackman's character has no idea what he's doing and he's terrible at it. And he keeps patting himself on the back thinking he's a good dad. And, and they really aren't. It's, it's bad parenting from beginning to end. And, and I mean, the, the warning signs that this kid has that he's got mental health issues. I mean, we, these aren't red flags. They're like red carpets and, and, and bed sheets just flying all over the place. And they're just ignoring it, not listening to professionals. And, and the, the characters are so frustratingly stupid and aloof that I lost any sympathy for anybody in the movie. Honestly, there's a reason this didn't make much of a splash during award season. The Sun. What do you think? Rock or not? Not a big surprise, but I'm going to have to say that The Sun sucked. All right, Kevin, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week. All right, thank you. Right now, there's a shortage of foster families across. I mean, listen to his voice. He's got the voice of an angel. <laughs> he does. No, it's, he's got a great singing voice. He does. But I mean, isn't it shocking? I know. I love watching his TikToks because he's been showing, like, when this song was new, he would show it to people in his life. So he would play it for his high school music teacher. He would play it for his uh, chorus teacher, you know, like, people in his life that matter. And, like, you would get the raw reaction. And it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Isn't this, like, the ultimate revenge for him, for, like, the girl that he pined after and he gave him the Heisman? <laughs> For years. Uh, and now, you know what? Here's a song. I may or may not have written it for you, but now I get a top 10 song in the United States. So, boom. It's uh, Jake Golden Hour here at Fun 107. It is 6.51. A look at this morning's headlines now. Phil Devitt. A Taunton man faces several reckless driving charges after a Rhode Island crash that injured six people Thursday. 18-year-old Jaden Berthol, also a Florida resident, was among the injured but declined treatment. Warwick police say Berthol was the driver of a sedan involved in a crash with an SUV. Both vehicles were heavily damaged. Two passengers were trapped and had to be removed by firefighters. Of those hurt, two were hospitalized with serious injuries, while others were transported with minor to moderate injuries. Police are investigating, but say speed and road conditions appear to be factors. Over in Fall River, two juveniles were arrested after police allegedly caught them joyriding on Route 24 in a stolen motorized scooter cart. Fall River police say the boys took the cart from Walmart on Brayton Avenue and onto Route 24. They were caught on Route 24 South during the evening commute Wednesday. They face larceny and disturbing the peace charges. Singer-songwriter David Crosby is 
is being remembered for his contributions to American music. The founding member of 1960s bands The Birds and Crosby, Stills and Nash died surrounded by family after a long illness Thursday. The 81-year-old was quite active on Twitter, interacting with fans there as recently as a couple of days ago. And music was still part of his life, too. He performed at New Bedford's Zyterian Performing Arts Center in 2018. Meanwhile, the cause of death of beloved comedian Leslie Jordan has been revealed. Jordan died of sudden cardiac dysfunction while behind the wheel of his car on his way to work in October. He was 67. And a restaurant in Minnesota is being called Lake Chipotle after heavy snowmelt left the restaurant completely surrounded by ankle-to-knee-deep water. A tweet shows a customer paddleboarding to the door of the restaurant in Minneapolis. The lake was drained Wednesday and the restaurant returned to normal operations. But this is the second time Lake Chipotle has formed after it famously appeared last spring at the same location. A Chipotle official said infrastructure work to improve the site will be complete in the next few months months. In sports, Thursday was a good one for Boston. The Bruins beat the New York Rangers 3-1. They take on the San Jose Sharks Sunday. And the Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors in overtime 121-118. Next game Saturday with Toronto. A check on traffic and weather coming up on Fun 107. Hungry? Forget me. It's Michael and Maddie Friday morning. We're going to see some Light showers move through the south coast this morning, changing over to some light snow later on. I don't think we're expected to get too much in the form of accumulation. They're getting a lot. Ooh, I want some. In the, the northern part of the state, uh, they've got schools closed. Like, almost all of the schools are closed up north of Boston. You know how I went to Colorado recently? Yeah. I just saw that, like, two days ago, they had their biggest storm yet. There was, like, 200 flights canceled. It's wild. Yeah. I'm gonna say, well, I didn't think of the flights part, but you just missed having the you know the big snow for the skiing. Right. But at least you didn't get stuck yeah. out there. That's fair. We're doing our uh, Friday morning warm-up routine here. we got uh, Gazelle, who's a little bit emotional this morning because he is... Lonely. Alone. <laughs> He's I, not lonely. I am lonely. And... It's been not even 24 hours. I know, which is a good thing, right? Because Yeah, it's good. Means you actually like her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fiance's down in Florida soaking up that 50 degree weather. So I really don't feel too bad. And uh, I'm just kind of chilling at home, the dog and I. And um, what did you do for dinner last night? That's what I want to know. Did you I go to late. Did you go to a restaurant and eat by yourself? No, I I I had practice last night, so I got home at like 10 o'clock. So I like made a sandwich at like 10:30 at night. I was sitting there just. Watching TV with the dog. And then that's when it hit me. I'm like, I have to go to bed alone tonight. <laughs> and I was in my fields. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I hope she's out there listening on the app, knowing that I'm emotionally struggling this morning because. <laughs> how, long, how long have you guys been together? Over three years. <laughs> Over three years. This is okay. a world record for me. By All the right, way. so I've I've been <laughs> with Ross for five, I guess. I thought I thought our relationships were similar, but um, yeah, I love sleeping alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say it's gonna. I'm I'm wondering when the when that'll happen for you. I have nights where like maybe I'll just want to like stay in the. If I fall asleep on the couch, I'll be like I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, you know, I, I don't feel like getting up, but. That's because I'm already asleep, and now it's I'm preparing myself mentally to go to bed. Yeah, and um, you know, like her side's still made, and then there's my <laughs> side, and yeah. 
See, we only have a queen-size bed. Same. So when I have the bed to myself, I immediately scoot in the middle. Starfish. Boom. <laughs> Done. Done deal. Right in the middle. Loving life. It's great. I don't get it. Like, the smaller the person, the more they take up room in the bed. Right? So my fiance is pretty small compared to me. And I have a sliver of the bed. <laughs> she has all of the bed. She'll fight that. So the that must be nice to have the whole bed. It is. But even with her not there, I still find myself just hugging my sliver. So that's night one. What are we doing? You know, you get tonight. night. You want to hear my big plans All for day tonight? tomorrow. All day Sunday. Tonight I'm going nuts, you guys. I have three different chicken recipes to make in the air fryer. You're, you're cooking tonight? I am. I'm cooking. I bought some chicken. I bought some chips to eat. Wow, you're domesticated salsa now. Salsa <laughs> later on. And um, I'm going to watch my, my show Vikings Valhalla for like as long as I can stay awake. And that's, that's and then it. And what about tomorrow? Tomorrow I got to work, thankfully, so that'll keep my mind busy. Um, and that's really all I have going on. It's not, you know, the best situation I have right now, but... She'll be home Sunday and just got to get there when yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. I like it. It's great. You like that he misses her? Yeah, of course. I would be worried if he didn't miss her. I guess that the alternative is bad. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, listen, I joke, but, like, I love my husband and I miss him when he's gone. But let me tell you, the alone time, the bed to yourself. That does sound. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Like, the only plans I have for the weekend, Sunday morning, I'm going to her dad's house to chop some wood. Like, that's it. You got some big plans this weekend, yeah. man. I'm yep. so envious of your weekend. <sighs> Just kidding. Just getting by, you guys. <laughs> Just try to get by. That's it. Oh, She'll be back. Bye, bye, <laughs> It is 7.53. From the Chart Oak Tavern studio, here's Phil Devitt. The Route 79 Expressway in Fall River, as we know it, is scheduled to close for good in February. That's ahead of a big reconstruction effort on the waterfront. And it means drivers will instead flow onto Duval Street nearby. The state broke ground last year on the $135 million project, expected to be a four-year transformation of the highway into a pedestrian-friendly urban boulevard. The Herald News reports the final result will feature wider sidewalks, shared use paths, and three new connections to the waterfront. A New England-based hate group has claimed it's responsible for disrupting a drag queen story hour last weekend in Taunton. The Boston Globe reported authorities said members of NSC 131 were escorted out of the event after becoming verbally abusive. The group's leader is charged with a civil rights violation in New Hampshire in connection with an incident in that state last July. The cinematographer who died on the set of Rust in New Mexico would be alive if it weren't for the errors of people like Alec Baldwin. That's according to the special prosecutor appointed to hear the case that has led to charges against the actor and set armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. They're being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter for the shooting that left Helena Hutchins dead in 2021. Andrea Reeb claimed the evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety on the Rust film set. 
Baldwin's attorney, meanwhile, says the actor had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the prop gun that killed Hutchins. And a North Carolina distillery is planning to create a bourbon that's truly out of this world. Mystic Farm and Distillery says it wants to send five barrels of its Mystic Galactic Whiskey into orbit for one year of additional aging. The business is working with SpaceX, Inversion Space, and other companies to help finance design and test the launch. Buyers can put down a $75,000 deposit for one of the roughly 1,300 bottles before they're sold for market price. This will be the first commercial product ever to be manufactured in space. In sports, an overtime win for the Boston Celtics last night. They outscored the Golden State Warriors 121-118. Tomorrow, it's a game with the Toronto Raptors. And the Boston Bruins notched another win, this time against the New York Rangers 3-1. Next game with the San Jose Sharks on Sunday. Traffic and weather coming up on Fun 107. For over- and Michael and Maddie going to see some light showers today and going to switch over to some light snow later on this afternoon. Did you guys see the open letter that I sent out to South Coast restaurants about the butter candle? Yeah, I, Maddie, you know I like food. I don't know if I can get on board with this trend. I'm shocked. I Why, what, what is I'm it? Saying. So this isn't just a candle that smells like butter. This is a candle... That is made out of butter. Okay, let me explain. It's it's going viral online right now because it's kind of out of, it's kind of out there. It's a little different, but basically, what it is is a recipe that is fully made of homemade butter. You put it in like this cup or some type of mold. You let it harden in the freezer or, or the fridge, excuse me, and. Before it's hardened, you put a wick in it. Okay. And you take it out of the freezer, fridge, whatever. You plop it in the center of like a loaf of bread. Um, You could even do it in like your own little dish. But I like the loaf of bread tactic. And when you light it, the, the butter melts. And as it's melting, you can like dip into the butter, like melted butter. And it's like... Weird. It's like a makeshift... Um, What's it called? Like a... A fountain. Like a butter dispensary. It's It sounds phenomenal. And I can only imagine the smell that must be coming from that, can- like, butter candle. Like, imagine the smell of, like, garlic butter as you walk into a restaurant. And then your server's like, oh, yeah, you can eat that. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. So I, I did a little open letter to the South Coast to hop on this trend. Because I, I think it's cool. Cinnamon butter? Is that... Ooh. I mean, it could be whatever you want. Talking. Because yes. you're making that candle before you you serve it. So whatever your butter recipe is, that can be your, your candle. Dear Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, really. For real. Take but imagine like going to someplace like Inner Bay Cafe. Okay. And you walk in and you smell fresh pops with melted butter. Okay. All right. You're speaking like, to my heart. You know what I mean? Like, that could work. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this could work. And it all went viral uh, from this girl 
She's called Ain't Too Proud to Meg, and she decided to walk us through step-by-step. If you haven't heard, there's a viral butter candle going around. So I thought I would try one out for us. Add some roasted garlic to room temperature butter. I ended up blending mine. Then grab a cup and a wick and pour that garlic butter mixture in. Transfer to the refrigerator until it's hardened. Tear away at that cup. And you have yourself a butter candle that you can put in a loaf of bread. Now, I will say the butter was obviously delicious because what butter isn't? But it did take a little while to get melty to where you want to dip it in and there were a couple times that the bread almost put the flame out and i don't even know if that wick is food safe but i'm always <laughs> up for trying out a weird thing so what do you think so i mean she she was honest you know and i think that's where a restaurant professional can come in and kind of like iron out this recipe because like she said it takes a little bit to melt She's not really sure about the safety of the wick. Like, is it legal? <laughs> We're not sure, but... We're not really sure, but I'm kind of here for it. I'd try it. I'd what give about it a, try. a cheese candle? Where as it melts, same concept, but with cheese. See, the thing Why is, are you okay with cheese and not butter? Because I can eat a block of cheese. I can't eat a block of butter. Well, nobody's asking you to eat the block. I, I know, but it's like, when I put butter on, on my toast or something, I put a tiny bit. Like, I'm not a big... I, but this allows butter. you to dip with eat like each each bite of bread is gonna have melted butter. See, that's my biggest beef with restaurant with restaurant butter is it's not so, enough. Well, it's no, hard. it's so hard. Yeah, oh. so it rips your bread. Now it's you're dipping it into. The, I think this is a great idea. This uh, is yes. This is living in 2023, people. Yes. I mean, this is excellent. Why did it take us this long to figure this one out? <laughs> 825, 90-second news update with Phil. A Taunton man faces several reckless driving charges after a Rhode Island crash that injured six people Thursday. 18-year-old Jaden Berthol, also a Florida resident, was among the injured but declined treatment. Warwick police say Berthol was the driver of a sedan involved in a crash with an SUV. Both vehicles were heavily damaged. Two passengers were trapped and had to be removed by firefighters. Of those hurt, two were hospitalized with serious injuries, while others were transported with minor to moderate injuries. Police are investigating, but say speed and road conditions appear to be factors. Over in Fall River, two juveniles were arrested after police allegedly caught them joyriding on Route 24 in a stolen motorized scooter cart. Fall River police say the boys took the cart from Walmart on Brayton Avenue and onto Route 24. They were caught on Route 24 South during the evening commute Wednesday. They face larceny and disturbing the peace charges. Singer-songwriter David Crosby is being remembered for his contributions to American music. The founding member of 1960s bands The Birds and Crosby, Stills and Nash died surrounded by family after a long illness Thursday. The 81-year-old was quite active on Twitter, interacting with fans there as recently as a couple of days ago. And music was still part of his life, too. He performed at New Bedford's Zyterian Performing Arts Center in 2018. Meanwhile, the cause of death of beloved comedian Leslie Jordan has been been revealed. Jordan died of sudden cardiac dysfunction while behind the wheel of his car on his way to work in October. He was 67. And a restaurant in Minnesota is being called Lake Chipotle after heavy snowmelt left the restaurant completely surrounded by ankle-to-knee-deep water. A tweet shows a customer paddleboarding to the door of the restaurant in Minneapolis. The lake was drained Wednesday and the restaurant returned to normal operations. But this is the second time Lake Chipotle has formed after it famously appeared last spring at the same location. A Chipotle official said infrastructure work to improve the site will be complete in the next few months. 
In sports, Thursday was a good one for Boston. The Bruins beat the New York Rangers 3-1. They take on the San Jose Sharks Sunday. And the Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors in overtime 121-118. Next game Saturday with Toronto. A check on traffic and weather coming up on Fun 107. Christian and Sarah Farland. Maddie, we're going to see some light rain throughout the day off and on today and then by this afternoon nick is saying we're probably going to be seeing some of that rain turn over to snow it is 39 now the south coast is back at the movies now it's kevin carr's movie review on the michael and maddie show good morning the first movie i want to talk about is a new thriller in theaters and that is called missing you need to let the police handle this i tried i'm not giving up on my mom Call June. Mom, this is FaceTime. Oh, gosh. I need you to write a couple of things down. The car keys. I just said write it down. You're not writing it down. This isn't a sequel to 2018's movie Searching, but it's told with the same type of deal, and it's done, I think, by the same people. Searching was the one with John Cho trying to find his daughter, and like that one, this is about a girl trying to find her mother who's disappeared when she was on vacation with her boyfriend, and it's all told on a computer screen with like FaceTime images and web searches and webcams and Google searches and emails. And I mean, it's more dynamic than it sounds. And it's really what that is, is that's an offshoot of the found footage genre, but it's not overdone like found footage. So it's a little bit more fresh, but it's all basically told from the girl's computer screen. And it's her trying to track down her mother. And you know, what's funny about it is for a 90 minute movie, you would think that would get pretty dry and boring after a while, but they, they, they play around with the imagery and they play around with the, the editing and pacing well enough that it actually flows as a story and it, and it tells your, your basic junior detective piece. And I mean, it gets a little clunky, especially during the climax with everything's got to have a camera set up somewhere. But you know, this is what's so funny is this is the third weekend in January that we've basically had a cheapo genre film that usually stinks in January, but is actually pretty good. In fact, it's better than it has any business being. I mean, this isn't a great movie, but kind of like Megan or Plane, it's exciting and, and, it, and it moves along and it has enough twists and turns to keep it fresh and interesting. And it's a little predictable at times, but I, I, I was like impressed third week in a row in 2023. I'm impressed by sort of what would otherwise be garbage films at this time. Okay, so Missing, does it rock or not? I'm going to have to say Missing kind of rocks. And we get another one out there this weekend. The next one I want to talk about is a holdover from award season, and that is The Sun. Nicholas hasn't been to school in almost a month. I've tried to be there for you. I've tried to give you strength. What's going on? Are you on drugs? You think you can just live your life doing whatever you feel like? This had a very limited release last year and enough to qualify for awards. And Hugh Jackman was actually nominated for a Golden Globe for this one. Uh, But it's now opening wide and it's directed by the same guy who did the movie The Father, which Anthony Hopkins won an Academy Award for. It's based on a play and it's the story of Hugh Jackman. Uh, He's living with his new wife and their infant son and his teenage son from a previous marriage with uh, a character played by Laura Dern is such a problem at that home that she that he wants to go live with his father and it's it's him trying to suddenly kind of jump into being a parent of a kid in his teens 
and the kids having some mental health issues. And ultimately, this is meant to be a spotlight on mental issues and to destigmatize them, which should be happening. I mean, mental health does need a destigmatization going on, which is happening in the world today. But the problem with this one is this is less about mental health than it is just about awful parenting. There's so many bad things that these people do. And I mean, I'm not talking about like in the movie, Megan, I talked to, I mentioned earlier uh, that one, you had a character who kind of was thrown into being a parent and who never really prepared or wanted to be. This is one about a guy who just abandons his kid. And, and uh, the, the mother is so terrible. And as a parent that she doesn't have any, she comes to him when it's finally over the top and, and Hugh uh, Jackman's character has no idea what he's doing and he's terrible at it. And he keeps patting himself on the back thinking he's a good dad. And, and they really aren't. It's, it's bad parenting from beginning to end. And, and I mean, the, the warning signs that this kid has that he's got mental health issues. I mean, these aren't red flags. They're like red carpets and, and, and bed sheets just flying all over the place and they're just ignoring it not listening to professionals and, and the, the characters are so frustratingly stupid and aloof that i lost any sympathy for anybody in the movie honestly there's a reason this didn't make much of a splash or an award season the sun what do you think rock or not not a big surprise but i'm gonna have to say that the sun sucked all right kevin thank you so much have a great weekend we'll catch you next week all right thank you all right friday's here and i gotta tell you one of my favorite dishes to eat on one of the biggest stories this week on fun107.com and the fun 107 app was the fact that uh people in both westport and wareham have found these weird water creatures. They are called mantis shrimp. shrimp. And they look like invading aliens from another planet. <laughs> they kind of do. Want to know the it's, good news? It's so gross. What's the good news? You can eat these. All right. There's no whatever. They're not illegal. We're talking jumbo shrimp cocktail. So these are actually not shrimp, which is kind of crazy. It's its own crustacean. So it's like it's its own thing in the crustacean family. But uh, I guess they're all over the place. Man. Ten inches in length. I would not want to run across one of these, man. What's so funny when you see like cre see creatures like this is you wonder, who was the first person to eat these things? Like, <laughs> like who saw it and was like, I think this is edible, yeah. guys. Who saw lobster for the first time and said, I'm in? Uh-huh. Like, let me those let me crack this thing apart and get going on eating these. But uh, yeah, they I guess uh, these weird sea creatures are more common than we thought around here. Um, we looked up mantis shrimp, and we found on the interwebs this Australian guy. It's like a National Geographic special on these, and they're pretty crazy. I guess the big thing is that they can really they punch so hard, even underwater that they can kill, like, uh, crabs and stuff like that so that they can ha eat them for, for dinner. Let's, let's let the cool guy with the accent say it. The peacock mantis shrimp is the Swiss army knife of the marine world. Oh, yeah. Five pairs of legs for feeding. Three pairs of legs for walking. Two pairs of antenna for reception. Ten gills for breathing. Two eye stalks bearing an extraordinary pair of compound eyes. Those are weird eyes. And even a set of windscreen wipers. 
But of its 34 appendages, it's those club-shaped limbs of the four that make it a true killer. So he's a real fighter, this guy. <laughs> and he's got these, like, boxing gloves on the ends of his two front, like, feet or whatever. Appendages, yeah. And he goes to town. It's like like a street fight with this crab. Totally kills with the him. velocity of a 22 caliber bullet, the mantis shrimp strike is the fastest in the animal kingdom. The assault is so fast that friction makes the surrounding water boil. The devastating punch knocks limbs off the victim and delivers a quick death. His home-delivered crab meat meal is ready to eat. <laughs> oh, Bam! Yeah. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Did you catch that part about his his punch is so fast it makes the water around him boil? Oh, yeah. I caught it. That's, what? That's pretty wild. That is insane. And those are in the waters around here? It makes me nervous. This is like another example of why I get scared about going in the water around here. <laughs> I know. It makes you wonder, like, if you were to, like, you're, you're walking around and your ankles are under the water and one of them punches you, what would it do to something like you, you know? It would, I mean, I'm you'd sure you'd be injured. Yeah. Something like that. Like, Definitely. Are, are we talking broken bones? I mean, for so a, are you maybe saying, a, are you making saying the water boil. The equivalent? Is that what you're saying? I'm wondering, like, what damage can it do to a human being? Uh, what the mantis shrimp can do to you? Mm. Correct. If you stepped on him by mistake and he got mad and he went, boom, I bet it would ankle. be like a really intense Charlie horse. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, if he, like, like Charlie horsed you, it'd be like, oh. Well, I never knew these things existed around here in the water, and I'm not sure I'm going to sleep better knowing them. So <laughs> if uh, if you're like that, you might not want to go look at fun107.com, but if you want to check out this weird sea creature, uh, we've got the story up on fun107.com and the Fun 107 app. Hungry? How